Good morning, my friends. Skip here, 5.47 a.m. on the 28th of February. Off to a slow start this morning. It is a Wednesday. Now there's some good news around Wednesdays where I work. We have what is called Sweatpants Wednesday. (laughs) And all that means is wear your comfortable clothes. So welcome to Sweatpants Wednesday. I hope that all things are well with you this Wednesday. Bitter cold out. We went from the mid-70s two days ago to, I I don't have it looked this morning, I think we're down to close to zero. So, uh, it's going to make everyone a little, probably a little more subdued, which might be a good thing, as I am working in the kindergarten class right now, so... I greet you this morning. Let's get to our topic. I want to talk today about how we inhabit already prescribed notions of self. Let me say that again. How we inhabit already prescribed notions of self. So, let's go. Let's talk about that. When I was a a little boy, and I think when you were younger, when you were a child, we would ponder about what we're going to be when we grow up, right? Remember that question? What do you want to be when you grow up? And I still ask my kids that, although my kids are teenagers and adults. What do you want to be? What do you want to do? Now... The thing about that question, at least when we were little, is that it often came with a set of sort of proposals, if you will, from the adults who asked it. You know, you can be anything, I was told. You can be a fireman, you can be a policeman, you can be a doctor, you can be a lawyer, you can be president, you can be this, you can be that. And on the surface, it sounded, you know, sort of aspirational, sort of good, right? I think the people, the adults and the people who say those things really are trying to inspire. But here's the problem. What we really do when we say those things is unbeknownst to those who say, you know, you can be anything, you can be this, 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 is what you're saying is that you can and should inhabit these prescribed ways of being human. We do it all the time. You know, we we, we set up systems, we set up hierarchies, we, we set up systems of power and control where we act as though that they are sort of things to aspire to. You can be this because this is what it means to be a success. You can be, you know, the boss. You can be the smartest. You can be the fastest. You can be the best. You can be... And although... 
we may not be aware of it when we say those things. What we really do is we limit others, we limit those we say those things to, to inhabit certain prescribed notions of what it means to be human. Now, you know, maybe someone right now would roll their eyes at me and say, oh, Skip, you're being nitpicky. want us to think seriously about this. Because we don't do it intentionally. We do it subconsciously. And that's really where the false reality finds its it's sort of nutrition, it's, it's, a, it's, it's gas to keep going. Because I see great and wonderful uh, teachers, great and wonderful leaders who will say things like, you can be anything, and then follow that up with, here are your choices. What if we didn't follow that up with any choice? I also hear that, don't get me wrong. I think a better way to look at this is, you know, you can be you. What if we were to say to people from the beginning of their life, clear through, you know, what does it mean to be you? What does it mean to to be the most authentic you you can be? Now, there's a big difference there, my friends. There's a huge difference in that. Because when we say, what does it mean to be you? We're not asking someone to inhabit an already prescribed notion of what you should be. We're challenging someone to discover themselves. Not discover their ability to you know be a doctor or the president or a lawyer or the best athlete or and there's certainly nothing wrong with being those things but i will tell you that as i look back over the people who said i could be anything uh that might have done you know <laughs> That might have done more harm than good. Because uh, I didn't end up being any of those things. I, but I like what I, I am. But it's a sort of setup for failure, if you know what I mean. Because, well, let me give you a, a, a for instance. When I was a little boy, I always wanted to be a, a pilot. I wanted to fly was obsessed with with airplanes. Uh, And, you know, at this point in my life, I probably could make an effort and go get my pilot's license. Uh, But that's what I wanted to do. But I was told that I couldn't inhabit that. Oh, Skip, I don't know. They would say that takes... You got to be really good at math. And I wasn't because I was dyslexic, as I've shared with you before. And so there were limitations put on me. Well, even if we say, you know, you can, you can do whatever you want, 
You can be a pilot. You can be We put limitations on that way also. I had to go retrieve my slipper from the puppy. I was sitting there to give him my podcast. He walked up and took my slipper. <laughs> so I, I hope you see what I'm trying to say here. That that what we do in order to maintain, and we do it subconsciously I, for the most part, or we do it out of ignorance most certainly, is we, we, even in our most inspirational or aspirational language, what we're really doing is setting limitations. We're trying to encourage people to inhabit uh, set prescribed notions of what it means to be human already. You can be this. And then when it turns out the kid, the, the, the child can't be that or doesn't have the ability to be that, then the child becomes you know, wounded, or the child then gives up. I think the real aspirational thing, the real inspirational thing to strive for is to be your most authentic self and let the expression of who you are then manifest from inside out rather than outside in. Because part of what it means to get that litany of things you can be doctor, lawyer, valedictorian, captain of the baseball team, whatever, is is to really take something external and try to place it within. When in fact, our goal from our authentic self is to find ourselves internally and then act in the world. You see the difference? One makes us inhabit already prescribed notions. The other one is about inhabiting, if you will, our authenticity, owning our authenticity. And I will still ask my children, don't get me wrong, I will still ask them, you know, what do you want to do? But I no longer, and I haven't for a long time, give the litany of choices. I, I I simply encourage them to find themselves. And I don't care if that means, you know, college or work or whatever. Who do you want to be? Um, you want to be your true self or do you want to be what the world tells you to be? And if... <laughs> If you end up being what the world tells you to be, and this I can, I'm, I'm, I'm chuckling in, in cynicism here, my friends, forgive me. But if you end up being what the world and other people believe you should be, chances are there's going to be some measure of dissatisfaction and probably misery that goes with that. I remember for a long time before I went into the ministry, the Christian ministry, which I no longer am, everyone saying, oh, you'd be good at this. Oh, you should try this. Uh, and they were well-intended people, right? They were people who who saw something in me that 
I don't know, maybe they didn't see in themselves or they thought would be useful to the church. Uh, and, of course, I was searching, trying to find meaning. And I listened. And they were well-intended, nice people. But uh, they weren't aware of their own place in the world. So, or they weren't aware that they were living in a false reality. So their encouragement, although well-intended, was simply to have me take what they saw as a talent and inhabit an already prescribed notion, inhabit a, a place in the false reality that made sense to them. And, you know, I could, I could really preach really well. And much of what I was saying is very similar to what I say now, just couched in, in Christian terms. But I just wasn't happy. Yeah, I climbed the ladder. Yeah, I, I was by all measures a success. And it all came tumbling down because I just was trying to inhabit something that wasn't me. And ultimately, what we find out, and, and here's the tough part of this, is that anything created by the false reality is not going to give us authenticity. So, <laughs> the challenge, and it's a big challenge, is to let what we do in the world, and, you know, how you make your living, what your hobbies are, how you raise your children, how you interact with people, how you are with your friends, how you feel about things. Let that come from your authentic place rather than trying to inhabit notions of what it means to be human that are outside of you. I mean, how many times have any of us said, well, and I know how I feel, but I should blah, 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 because that's going to be, you know, what people accept or what people expect. I mean, I have seen a million times <coughs> kids trying to please their parents. And although they may be the valedictorian, they're severely depressed because they're not inhabiting their true nature. They're not inhabiting their authenticity. I mean, you take people who, who are gay or lesbian, and they, they just, they're miserable because they can't inhabit who they truly are. Uh, you take people who work a whole lifetime at a job because they feel as though they have to and you talk to them when they're, you know, 75 years old, 80 years old, and you ask them what they would have done different, and they, you know, I wish I could have been this other thing, because they inhabited something, some prescribed notion of self that the world handed them, because that's what we know. That's what we know. 
we have to break that. And in our spiritual journey, we have to break that cycle and stop trying to inhabit, you know, ideas of what it means to be human and start living from that authenticity, that authentic place, a place of love, a place of kindness. Be who we are made to be. That is part of finding meaning. Maybe you're made to be. Maybe you feel compelled to. Maybe you're comfortable in the skin of a, a fireman or a policeman or fire person, police person. But maybe you're comfortable being the garbage person or the janitor or the... That's okay. You know? The, the idea of some things are a success and some things are a failure, that's, that's the matrix, my friends. The idea that the valedictorian is more important than the kid who barely made it through school, that's the matrix. That's the false reality. Anyway, there you go. Kind of long-winded this morning. Got to go. Got to go get my shower done. Get ready to engage five- and six-year-old kids. <laughs> Hopefully I can help them in some way, uh, not aspire to be something the world tells them to be, but aspire to be themselves. Thanks, guys. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.